0: The Secret Shopper Files podcast is presented by Michael Sands, Darren Hunter and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training. In each episode, we secret shop property management agencies at a location anywhere over Australia, New Zealand, the United States or the United Kingdom and deliver our findings and results to you. So you know how to dominate in your marketplace by competing better on service and value and not on fees. If you want us to secret shop your competitors, contact us at secretchopperfiles.com.
1: Hi, Dennis here with Darren and Michael, and we are in Spike Grove Training. Now, these reports and the last podcast that we did around the reports has absolutely been crazy. Our email inquiry has been going off the charts. And Michael, you've been leading this the way. And, you know, what are you finding?
2: Mate, it's been absolutely amazing what we've been um, uncovering throughout uh, Australia, New Zealand, America. It's been, um, been motivating. Like, um, I'm surprised, I'm shocked, I'm enthused. I see so much um, greatness coming from some agencies and um, some agencies are, are totally lacking. And I think I said last week that if I was a business owner and I only knew that if I knew what the people representing me were saying, uh, I wouldn't have those people in my business anymore.
0: Guys, yeah, I want to interrupt great. here because we've had some amazing things happen since we released that last podcast. Mm. Um, we did episode one on the Adelaide Files. We actually secret shop 14 competitors there. And today we're talking about Auckland. But we've had, we've had um, 45 agencies contact us in the last week or so because they're looking at or want to get more information on Secret Shopping, their competitors. And just for our listeners um, and our viewers, if you are interested in this, um, go to secretshopperfiles.com and there is some information in there. But I also sent out an email um, to five and a half thousand people that opened the podcast that we sent out over a week ago. And we sent a separate email out about secret shopping. We had of people open that email. I have never Mm. seen that in my 15 years of of doing uh, marketing.
1: It's crazy. The 18% is the industry standard. So 50% is just absolutely crazy. And it certainly goes to show that people want to know what their points of differences are. They want to know what's going on. They don't have the time to do it. So you know that's why the inquiries has been crazy um you know uh, you know let people focus on their their work and let us do the work for them
0: so let's just now set the scene and let's now just talk about what we're going to talk about today we're now going to be Uh, talking about our secret shopper report in Auckland. Now, the client, uh, we've we've only just this morning delivered our secret shopper report to our client um, when we called up 10 agencies in Auckland. And I have to say some of his comments here was he didn't realise his competition was in such disarray and they feel really empowered and confident to dominate in their market now from this report.
2: Now, you know what, Darren, before you go on there, because I think I'm going to take the lead on this one. And I got to say that, um, I don't know if people out there know a little while ago, there was some publicity out in New Zealand about, um, us doing some secret shop reports and it wasn't fantastic. And it was kind of, um, aggressive. And I think a lot of people kind of took aim at Darren, um, for this. And, uh, I got to say Darren Dennis, while we've been doing New Zealand, if anyone out there is telling us not to do mystery shopping or secret shopping on their competitors, I am flabbergasted because I am totally surprised at what we have found out in the New Zealand Auckland market. And if, again, if anyone's telling me not to call their, their competitors doing secret shopping, look again, because we are just amazed at what we've been going through. But amazed. it's
0: completely different from Adelaide though. Our first podcast, isn't it? Because it's, it's a completely different situation.
2: Yeah, Different market. It's and different. again, we're only working with a sample of people that we've spoken to, but the, uh, Darren, the beating that you copped about not going and doing helping people, helping agents in countries find out about elevating their points of difference, um, what you've you persevered in what you're doing is an absolute godsend and a blessing.
0: There's something that we're doing, though. And again, we just want to remind everybody, this is all about helping the industry improve and competing on service and value instead of that awful race to the bottom and competing on fees. We're all about improving the industry, improving the fees making showing people how to make more income and have a lot more fun in the industry 100 yeah. percent
2: and if you if you um, have a chat with anyone that we've spoken to this week in the past few weeks one of the first things I say to them is we can't work together on this report if you are looking at undercutting competitors yeah. I won't do it we're not in this game to do that we're only going to work with you on these reports if we can show you how to get the best value service offering and you make Yeah, more money to be more profitable if it's the other way i won't do it yeah so if anyone listening to this wants our report to undercut their competitors don't contact me
0: no all right now i I want to set the scene here in auckland just very quickly auckland is and i and i I think i said on a social media post recently actually i said auckland is the capital of new zealand you can tell i'm not a new zealander i since found out wellington is the capital of new zealand but auckland Has 1.6 million people in population. It is, of course, at the north end of the North Island. Um, There is around about 4.8 million people in all in New Zealand. So it's a small country compared to Australia or the United States. Um, And the average rents in Auckland are quite high. They're very similar to Sydney. So your average uh, type rental property. Your family home is sort of around that 550 to $650 a week mark for our Americans. That's around about the 2600 up to the $3,000 a month in rent to give some comparison. There are three quick fun facts about Auckland. There are 50 volcanoes in that area. Now, that's not just the whole country, just in that area alone. 50 volcanoes. It's a four-hour walk between the Pacific Ocean and the Tasman Sea. And that's, of course, the sea that um, is between Australia and New Zealand that we call the Ditch. Um, Mm. And uh, also, it has the largest population of Polynesians as well in Auckland. So, Just some fun facts there, but let's move on and just keep this moving really, really quickly. And again, for people out there, if you want more information on these reports that we're talking about, or if you want a two-page outline that you can download, just go to secretshopperfiles.com. Now, Michael, let's just get to what people want to know the most um, out of these reports. And let's, let's talk about the 10 offices that you've called across Auckland. Let's mm. talk about their points of difference and, and and each each time you call an office, you're asking the question, hey, how are you different from your competitors down the road? You're looking for effective differences, but Michael, what did you find?
2: Look, you know, to be totally honest. And like when we when we do go to uncover all that. Again, a lot of people saying the same spiel over and over. So we had to really try and uncover what their points of differences were. And, you know, we, we actually spoke to 11 people on, on this one. And um, I think out of the 11 people, three companies, I'd say, probably would um, would stand out. Um, and their points of difference were in, was in how they actually communicated with us. They responded to us. They answered the call professionally. They knew what they were talking about. They went above and beyond and their customer service was clearly evident. Now, the others. Oh, the others.
0: <laughs> I just couldn't, I was just shaking my head when you were delivering that report. I couldn't believe it.
2: It's, uh, well, I mean, you, know, you were shaking your head. Dennis was in amazement. The the group that we delivered the reports to, I mean, their facial expression on delivering, like going through some of these uh, competitors that we shopped where again um the perceived market uh, or the perception of them was these other companies were like market leaders but i mean watching their face their face was just priceless like they were really surprised because we see the hood yeah it was great and and you know like if we experienced now, now bear in mind guys like as you know these reports take somewhere between three weeks six weeks maybe maybe a little bit more because we don't try once to get a hold of the, of the agencies. You're we trying try a number of times, aren't you? Sometimes times. you
0: have to do four or five phone calls just to speak to somebody.
2: Yep. And, and this may take like three, four, five weeks for us to do it because I don't want to give a report with like one out of ten, you know, mm-hmm. saying these are the only guys that responded to it. So we wait, we go through and we're diligent. And like there was one agency, five times we called and we couldn't get through. Like no one answered. And then when they did answer, they didn't want to give us the time of day. Like this was a receptionist. And then we get put through to like salespeople to try and answer a property management
0: question. Right. Like, I mean, seriously, Let, let's go back. Let's just go back. Cause we are going to talk about our customer service experience. Now there are some there I want to talk about, but let's talk about points of difference. And you, you mentioned in, in the interview or the, the report delivery that we did about a lack of humanizing the brand, Michael, what do you mean by that?
2: Totally. Look, a lot of the agencies that we, um, that we assess weren't really humanized um they were hiding behind a brand um you couldn't really tell who was running the team who the people were who was representing them and who represents you matters like it is so important the people that represent your business matter and if they're on the front line and they're ignoring everyone um you know i mean we'll we'll get into that but again, so the points of difference were being human. There were a few people there that made their business human. They empathised with us. They asked us what was important to us, what we wanted, gave us advice and tips that we didn't actually ask for. You know, there's one one case in particular, Darren, as you know, we'll talk about them later on, who gave us more than we asked for. But, um, you know, it, it's for us, there was agents that were exceptional, you know, went, went above and beyond, um, which were really happy with when She said to... To like our clients you know if you're looking for new staff these are
0: the people that i would be looking at mm, wow yeah okay. i'd bring them on board yeah yep. yeah so so really around the points of difference what didn't work what was really clear what was the big hole how ugly did it get
2: i got i shot really ugly <laughs> actually, it was actually terrible and again like you know i know i said last time that i would if i was the business owner i'd sack after the people that were there um, <laughs> A lot of these guys, a lot of these agencies are relying on their brand, I think. And they're just going to put people in a position that shouldn't be there. And I think that everyone who answers the phone needs to be able to know a little bit about the business to help answer and deliver value to the client. Then and there. These guys are lucky that I rang back multiple times just to reach them. Because yeah. any, any business owner, and we know in, in um, New Zealand, majority of the uh, properties are managed by, by the owners. They haven't even got an agency. So if I'm an owner calling a real estate agency in New Zealand, answer the phone, pick it up and be able to answer simple questions. And maybe they're not being tested enough. So the education needs to start from the top business owners in New Zealand and in Auckland, where we're kind of doing this at the moment, do some training with your staff. We can help, right? But like do some training with your staff, simple stuff, and you're going to increase your engagement and
1: your doors. Yeah, some of the basic things that can just be put in place can make the biggest improvements because certainly those first um, contact points are such an important factor. And, you know, if there is a BDM in place, their job is to be, you know, educating the person, the reception person, whoever answers the phone, they should be educating them on certain points of what to say if the BDM is away or whatever the case, notes to take. You know, it's so important to do that I did as a VDM, And when I'd walk into the door, they would say, Dennis, you've got to call this person. So then they're they're driving me to do it. So just a little thing like that. Guys, I want to return back to
0: points of difference. We're going to get into customer experience shortly. Michael, okay. So let's just say you were an agency in Auckland. What points of difference would you perhaps um, put in place that would impress the prospective owner if they called you. What, what would you be using as your weapons?
2: Look, Darren, there, there are four things that I would have straight away that would kind of be behind all my points of difference and everything that we're doing in our property management business in Auckland. One, we would all be relatable. Okay? We're going to be able to engage We gonna relate with everyone that's calling us through. And that also means that we have to be local. So that's another thing that we need to do, making sure that we're relatable to the people that we're engaging with, our client base, our tenants and local. We know what's happening. We have our finger on the pulse. The other thing is that uh, we need to be visible. A lot of people are hiding behind a brand and corporate are doing a lot of marketing and so on. And that's great. But as an agency, the individuals that make that agency need to be visible, clearly visible. And they need to be again, local knowledge, local relatable. The fourth thing, which is so important is being human. No one wants to deal with a robot, a computer Uh, It's great that we have all these CRMs that kind of automate a lot of our communication. It's brilliant. But we want to deal with humans, so we want to be engaging with humans. So the four things that I would be doing with my business in Auckland would be making sure that we are relatable, that we are local, local knowledge. doesn't mean that we have to be stationed in one suburb, but we're local, Uh, we're visible, and we're human. If you did those four things in your business, you're in front of so many other people. Mm.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's just talk about, you know, specific situations. Now, I, I can't use the actual names of the people that were in the report that answered the phone and each, uh, each competitor we, 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 we listed in the report. We put down who we spoke to, what was said, what was their response, their attitude, all that sort of thing. But let's just, um, uh, I just to remind you, we're talking about a lady called Daisy. Um, and not not her real name, um, but Michael. You made a, a comment um, that perhaps she didn't come across as a happy type lady. It was really clear through the call. Can you give us a, a bit of an indication what happened there?
2: Yeah. So we had. So you're referring to those that um, weren't great, Darren?
0: We, we started. We could talk about three of them here, but of course I can't mention their names. So I'm assuming you know who we're talking about.
2: Okay. So okay. Well, look now. I've got some notes in front of me, okay, because I I, I had to take notes when dealing with these people. Um, There there was, okay, a particular instance where we rang and we got through to the reception. And the reception didn't have much time for us at all. And we thought, okay, they're busy. They're overworked. They're taking calls. And, yes, they do sales, okay? So sometimes maybe they just want to take the sales. We were then put through to a, um, a property manager, BDM. Wouldn't give us a time of day. Okay. Um, just was too busy to, to care. And and this was probably the best of the worst case. Okay. Where there was no connection between the reception and, um, and the person taking the call. That was probably the best. Okay. Darren, I wanted to start at the best. Okay. Um, and I don't want to, um, put anyway, like, what names we're using. We're coming up with some well, like Daisy. It's a, it's
0: a, this one's Daisy. We're going to call her Daisy. And then we've got Rosemary coming up. And she was super busy, super flustered. So I'm trying to make sure we're using names that you remember. But you actually made the comment in the report when we're delivering it that this person just didn't come across as a happy person. And you actually tried several times that you didn't get her on a bad day. It was actually a consistent attitude. There was a few report.
2: phone calls back. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's been really hard. Now I'm going to start with someone. We we won't mention their name um, again. And we tried to call this office um, three times at the start, and the reception. And we were promised we were promised that this person, the property manager BDM, was going to call us back. And so we waited. Um, You know, we sent emails. We waited. We called back again. Uh, We still got nowhere through. And then uh, they rang us back. They made contact with us. And this was a prominent, prominent agency. Um, we'll, we'll call them Daisy. Um, they did kind of apologise for not getting back to us. There's one particular person. Um, but they were just busy. Um, they didn't really want to be there. Like, this is a prominent agency. They didn't want to be there. They didn't want to talk. They didn't want to tell us, give us any information that anything like they didn't know they'd be mystery shopped um and our story is solid right like we're local we're very much local no no one would know it all and it's not a matter of them thinking they are mystery shop this is consistent with the agency not answering the phone calls when we're calling when we do answer they get like an, we get like an angry receptionist that's annoyed or frustrated then we get through to the actual staff the bdm the pm and it's a consistent mood throughout so it's not just one person it's the agency so that's a reflection it's of the culture it's their culture, spot on. So it's not like we've got them like we think we've got them on a bad day because it's consistently a bad day when we call back. Right. Okay. So so that's one.
0: So let, let's talk about you also had another person that seemed to be, you used the word super busy, super flustered. I've labeled her rosemary, so we don't identify who that person is. But what what happened there? Okay, her attitude might have been there, but she just seemed busy, busy, busy. What was your feedback there?
2: I feel for the owners. <clears throat> Again, I know I say that quite a lot, but um, I feel for the owners of this business, for these businesses. And I well, think what do you that feel
0: it's... for them? That that This is their trained staff answering the phone on behalf of the company. Why do you feel sorry for them?
2: Because if they were in my business, I, I wouldn't have a business. You know, like I just, I wouldn't have a business to operate. And... You know, like, Darren, like touching on these clients too, when we go through to their Google reviews and we have, and we have a look at their online presence, it's consistent. There are one-star reviews, like, under under four out of five stars. Um, so so know, their
0: tenants and owners are possibly agreeing in what you're seeing. They're actually voicing that in the reviews.
2: It's consistent. Like, I'm flabbergasted. And, like, if, again, if I was – and these are big businesses too – like, they need to be taking, taking stock of this. So there's one particular, um, one particular agency we called two times. No one actually answered the call. Can I, can I say that again? No one answered the call. On the third call, we were put on hold. When, and, then, and then when the receptionist answered, we were told they will call us back when a property manager is available. Right? So they couldn't give us any information at all, anything. I'm wincing in
0: pain. This is really bad. And we love Auckland. We love New Zealand. I and love Auckland. our Bad experiences. We'll talk about a good one coming up. This is not... I haven't finished, talking, Darren, by not the way. ...at all, but it's good to talk about things.
2: So I, I haven't finished. It keeps going. So <laughs> they promised the property manager was going to call me back after we tried to get a hold of them. They didn't call us back. We made a follow-up call the next week and was put onto a really enthusiastic chat, really enthusiastic. So, oh, my gosh, terrible experience onboarding, right? We get through, we don't get through, then we do get through, then no one calls us back, so we're calling back again. And this is another prominent agency. Now, oh, my gosh. I mean, do you, I, don't, right, I, don't, I shouldn't be saying this. Before we go right.
0: on, I, I just want to introduce something to the podcast mix, and I bought this button, uh, just last weekend, and it's a no button for people that are seeing the the video recording, and for people that are listening to the audio podcast. i have got a big red no button, and then,
1: oh no, 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 no,
0: no! no! <laughs> so that's sort of a bit of a message for what we're trying to show here, of what we're not to do. So I'm hoping we got got some good news coming.
2: So we spoke to a chap and we're going to change his name totally to something that it's not, we'll call him John. Right? I'm going to call this guy John. He was super enthusiastic on the phone. So we've gone from terrible service to over enthusiastic, a good agent, well, what we thought was a good agency. Um, now, um, Darren, what would you say would be like a benchmark percentage in New Zealand? Can we say that what we think a benchmark is? Well, sure. we, can't, we can't say that or is that?
0: I mean it, it, there's obviously like in any in any marketplace these are good and bad
2: operators um totally so we would have thought this this company from looking at them from the outside, would have, would have been okay anyway, without us even asking so bad service bad service bad service over enthusiastic. we think is good service, without even asking, this agency dropped their rate
1: <laughs> really
2: right without us even asking, he made us an offer
0: straight away i've seen that i've seen that they're they're talking on the phone oh mr smith yes yes this is our management fee but it is negotiable immediately dropping saying hey this is our fee but we'll go lower without the customer even asking
2: and i'm not going to say would have dropped it too but it was at least three percent below what i would say the benchmark is wow yeah
1: right which is crazy especially the fact and do you think that they've recognized that maybe they knew that the service levels weren't up to scratch at the beginning he was chasing the towel and he was just trying to get an easy win. Dennis I mean, you No. Know. Dennis, oh, it gets better. It I'm gets better. <laughs> he then proceeded to offer us one or
2: two months for free. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. And I haven't even had the opportunity to start to haggle with with this with this agency.
1: No. Where's the no button?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, They were already negotiating without me having, this was great. It's like walking into a car yard and saying, oh, I like that car. It's 20 grand. They turn around and say, oh, I'll do it for 10. And you're like,
1: what are you talking about?
0: all right you all right guys I, I think we've talked about our negative experiences enough and and of course every marketplace every report we do we're going to have the good and the bad let's talk about the good you actually came across a gentleman again we can't name who he is we can't reveal who we've spoken to we certainly can't reveal our questions but um uh, let's just call him ken you, you had a really pleasant experience so tell us about ken and why was the experience good so our viewers our audience can know, hey, this is a good experience.
2: You know, like dealing with Ken was um, was fresh. It was nice. It was accommodating. Uh, we didn't have too much issue getting through to the agency at all. Um, uh, I know there was a little bit, but that was okay. Like that was fine. Um, when we got through to Ken, he was lovely. He um, straight away was up front, Emailed us. Uh, emailed us his services, his management authority. Like within an hour, right? Like. He was onto it. Like he wanted our business. Go figure. Um, He answered all our questions really well because like we go through and we ask, you know, why would you want to look after our property? What's the area like? Um, He even gave us advice that if we're looking at buying future properties on how to bid in an Auckland marketplace, um, what we should be looking for, the pitfalls. He basically was the type of property manager that would hold our hand through the experience. Right. It didn't matter who we were buying through. He was happy to hold. It. And these are things that we kind of preach Dennis too. It doesn't matter who's best selling the property. Yeah. 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 So you can best of support, mm-hmm. And he didn't even classify it as that, but he was very much doing that. Um, he was going above and beyond. He was talking about um, how he won't manage the property. There's another person that he will line us up with to make sure the personality fits. But if there's any problems, he'll always be there to kind of, you know, be that, that, that conduit there. Mm. But he, he clearly said, I'm not going to manage your property, but I'm there to help. We're a team. If you need me, I'm there for you. Mm. But just like but the way...
0: humanising thing, isn't it? it's That human- He
2: humanised it. Yeah. He was relatable. He yes. was local. And yeah. um, he was very visible to us. And
0: friendly and, and, and helpful. Um, Michael, you also made a mention that we know there's a, a New Zealand... We feel for you at the moment there's a lot of legislation changes. It seems to be coming wave after wave after wave of new legislation that your government has already brought in and is doing and bringing in. And, Michael, you had someone talk about the legislation changes. How did that help you as a, as a potential investor?
2: We, we did, and that was kind of a bit of a surprise because we know about all the legislation stuff, like going in New Zealand and, like, how that's a pain point that people should be talking about to try and, um, and let owners. pain
0: point. It really is
2: massive pain point only one person touched on it one person touched on it so this agency that we rang um in auckland was she was lovely um really nice to talk to we felt like we could trust her over the phone that we would give her our our property um very keen on answering all the questions she was very honest Um, she communicated to us really clearly Um, she suggested that if we ever wanted to meet and go through any properties that she would come through with us give us appraisal she would also do after hours which we don't expect you to work after hours just for us but um, we got an email from her the following day which is fine like we we kind of look if it's within a 24-hour period Um, they she then proceeded to ask if we were aware about all the different legislations that were coming in through New Zealand Mm-hmm. um but no one else and we know how important it is in new zealand because everyone's so concerned yeah um but she asks us like what, what do we need to know how can we help you know if you think of anything or if another agent kind of drops anything we can call
1: her and ask for clarification that's um good. That, that's good so she's trying to build that rapport with you using the legislation saying hey you can contact me if there's something you don't understand so that that's really good she's trying to keep that open relationship there because she potentially knows you're going to be calling other agencies, but She's trying to get that segue for you to call them back. She was humanising their business. Yeah, she was very much local with local product knowledge and helping us
2: with local areas, local um, legislation. She was relatable Mm. and she was visible.
1: Yeah.
0: Can I just just say, wouldn't you just want to get on the phone and call these people and say, "Hey, great job! You got secret shop. You did. We can't. We can't do it. Hey, guys, guys, where we have the no button, I've also got yes, yes button. One hundred
1: percent
0: yes. (laughs) so congratulations you know to those people and we've got to keep on moving with this podcast here i want to now move away from points of difference and michael you really taught us well about humanizing the brand and today in this podcast we really hammered that one home and and there's something that every agency can do without having to put in some uh, marketing points of difference or something like that. Everybody can can put in that humanising their brand today. But let's now talk about fees. And, and Michael, um, we've asked all the agencies on their fees. We've got that information here. And um, overall, what, what, what was your impression about the fees that are being charged in this market?
2: I don't think people are being priced that well. I think people are underselling their services. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people that do fixed fees and um, and that and like all all-inclusive.
0: We came um, for several, the all-inclusive management fee, but I saw a lot of people quoting on the phone, look, we charge this percentage for unfurnished, we charge this percentage higher for furnished as well, so it's about a 1% difference there. We did see some people lowballing themselves. We saw anything right down to 7.5% management fee. Right after nine and a half, nine and a half percent management fee. But we also came across a couple that are um, have a, a, a three-package deal as well, Michael. What's your impression of having a three-package fee structure?
2: Look, I think three-package, you want to kind of be focusing people into one of them. Like one of them needs to be your go-to, like the most profitable. Um, and like don't just have them to, give, to confuse people. Like if you have three options, you don't want them in the lower one. The higher one is probably two outside the market the middle one has to be juicy enough profitable enough um so that you can run a business on that you know the three tier options i'm not i'm not a fan of because yeah
0: yeah. and i think if you're going to give a choice perhaps too but look you're welcome to get in contact with us guys and just go to secret shopperfiles.com. there's a contact form there if you want to talk to us about that but michael i'm just going to move over to letting fee now and Darren has got something to say to New Zealand. So please listen very, very carefully. Now for a bit of background about New Zealand, a year ago, the government brought in legislation. So before up till then, the tenant has been legally been able to be charged letting fee and agents were all or, or the leasing fee um, for our American and Australian viewers. It's le- letting or leasing is the same thing, um, but their, yeah. their leasing yeah. fee was one week's rent. They were charging the tenants. The government's came in and said, no, nah, that's not happening anymore. You can't charge a tenant. And just like Australia, Australia has listed um, the koala, the, uh, the 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 uh, the platypus and so forth as a protected species and the wombat as a protected species. In Australia, the tenant is also a protected species from tenant fees and New Zealand just follows that line and stop the leasing fee being charged to the tenant and then the whole country got into a flurry. Oh, no, what do we do, Dennis? Remember, we did those gear for change uh, teaching on how to
1: yep. easily
0: charge the owners the one-week letting fee but New Zealand legislation doesn't restrict you on what you can charge with your leasing or your letting fee everybody that we surveyed is charging one week's rent Uh, we there is no difference And, and so Michael let's just talk now that everyone's dropped their dumbingly boring vanilla one week's rent leasing fee what can an agency do right now to break that mold to push past and charge one and a half or two weeks rent leasing fee and get out of this really bad mindset. What can they do,
2: Dan? You know what I kind of uh, I, I realized. I think like when this whole leasing ban was coming, this whole leasing um, fee ban, tenant fee ban was coming in place. That a lot of major, like big heavy hitters and influential people in the marketplace started telling agencies, "You can't pass it on to the owner. You can't do this. If you're you going to do sell it, your rent
0: roll. You sell your rent are roll. Are you prepared to lose twenty percent of your income? How are you going to do? This? there's all this fear." It's really bad.
2: And Darren, the fear is still there in these agents because like some of them have like increased their percentage like by like 0.3% or something like that because they were still scared. And this is largely because of the fear-mongering that was set by some influential people. I, my opinion, I'll, I'll take this one, guys. You guys don't take it. But from everyone that I've spoken to, a lot of these big influential people in New Zealand really put this fear pressure on agencies so they were still too scared to charge fees. So we see these small incremental things, you know, on their percentages. Guys, you are doing a massive major service and going out and sourcing tenants. It is not a free service. Time is involved. Processing is involved.
0: 10 to 12 hours of work on average, driving to the property, showing people through, maybe doing that three times before you've got an application you want to work with. There's so much work, the ingoing inspection, the drive time to do that, signing up the tenants, 10 to 12 hours worth of work.
2: Now, we can, we can give you some great scripts and dialogues. I'm not going to give it to you over, over here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to do that because I've only got so much time in a podcast. But there are some amazing techniques that you can be using to show your value to your clients to be getting the fees that you
1: deserve. Guys, we're not running a free business here. Mm. How are people showing you know, their potential landlords that it's not about the fee they're charging but about how much they're saving them? And yep. the that they're providing so for you quickly what what's
0: three things they can be doing right now michael is it walkthrough videos what is it three things they can be doing to go hey we can rent the property to the a better tenant with a better rent in the quickest possible time here is what we do and that's why we charge one and a half weeks or two what can what's three things they can be doing?
2: um one any property manager bdm person in new zealand in auckland that is listening to this podcast Give this to your directors, your owners, your principals to listen to because they need to start giving better training and um, better scripts and dialogues to everyone in the office place so that you can show and justify your worth to get these better fees. Things like automating the process, virtual tours, videos, live streaming, things are going to stop or cut down your on-road time that maximize the visibility of the properties that um, you have for, for lease. Also, increasing that communication level with your current clients. These are some simple things to do that are going to give you more traction less time on road.
0: I think if you can offer a better service and prove that you're better to the owners, you'll get a better fee because everybody understands and owners understand you get what you pay for. The owner's mindset is not restricted by this one week's rent, so therefore yours doesn't have to be let's move on because of time looking at these other fees my goodness Michael there is just so much missing with any additional fees other than leasing or letting and 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 their management fees now there are some specific structures around signboard charges and photography and they're very structured and specific around those but I think they are just generally getting their expenditure or cost back Um, other than that there were some people charging Um, routine inspection fees up to $50, $40 for each routine. In New Zealand, for insurance regulation reasons, there's four inspections that have to happen a year. Um, Different from Australia, which is either between four and two in America, it's either one or two a year. But can I just say, guys, there's so much money that is being left on the table. Michael, what's your thoughts?
2: It was like in um, South Australia, mate. Like there is so much money left on the table and people are scared to ask for the business. Like they're doing so much for free. And again, Darren and Dan, I'm preaching here. The guys at the top, the guys and girls at the top of these businesses need to take notice and have a full visible restructure of what, what they're charging, what their services are and what their staff are saying, because it all starts from the top and you can't expect change and you can't expect the people at the bottom who are quoting these services To make any fundamental difference if the whole team are not singing the same tune.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I just want to put some things in here, guys. In New Zealand, um, people don't know, in Australia, if I said, hey, let's charge nine percent six percent eight percent for repairs and maintenance there'll be a big uproar no you can't do that what's the management fee for rah, rah, rah. and i know the, the 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 several agencies i know particularly in south australia that charge a repairs and maintenance fee they just get it without any resistance but in new zealand this fee is very very normal throughout the country but we saw a lack of agents charging repairs and maintenance fee michael yeah I mean, again they're, all, they're doing it for free and it's they're doing normal it for free. But, but so what I've done is I've done some figures and look very quickly, there were, here's a story. There's two owners at a barbecue. They get on to talking about property management. One guy says, hey, what's your agent charging? He says, oh, I'm getting charged 8.5%. The other guy says, well, I'm getting charged 9.5%. But people, listen, they didn't talk about any other fees and it's the add-ons that can be much easily put in place than, say, the management fee. The management fee is more dictated by market forces because that's what the owners care about, what they focus on the most and feel is the most important. But the other add-on fees they overlook, things aren't as important. So that's where we get the financial benefit. So I've run some numbers here. So on a business of 300 properties, or for Americans, we call 300 doors, um, and let's just say we added in a routine inspection fee of $60. We did that four times a year. Um, we also had a $5 monthly admin fee or administration fee or technology fee, $5 a month per property. It's easily done once you know how to got a good script or a response it's not hard to do even in New Zealand and also we did a lease renewal fee of half a week's rent now the benefit of keeping a tenant locked into a fixed term lease is huge financially for the owner and will cost the owner so much if the tenant's on a non-fixed lease leaves in a quiet period they can't get back rent loss you know they can't get back you know part or full of the letting fee or whatever so um, if we put these fees into place, um, I've just got some numbers here on 300 properties. All up is about $127,000 just in putting in those three th- three fees. And I know it's very, very easy to do. So, Michael, so much money on the table. It's it's crazy. Well, I
2: look at this um, matrix that we have for the marketplace in Auckland and just kind of looking at it, and there are so many like voids of people not charging fees and then there are so many that are just like included in the management, included in the management. And then you look at what their management fee is. And then when you, when I, when I go back to the other agent that negotiated before I had to negotiate, and everything's like included in the fee. Mm. Um, I give them maybe two years. And then
0: we get some, some agency come in that wants to discount that management fee. You see if they're putting all the power of their income into that management fee and not into ancillaries as well, they're going to get knocked about and under pressure. So you've got to spread your profitability through other additional fees. But guys, let's move on because we don't want to blow out the time in this podcast. Let's now move on to um, social media and, and onto the online Uh, presence michael you 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 did some work around the google ratings what did you find with the agencies in
1: auckland no one cares (laughs) (laughs) kind of it really blows me away that um you know your your comment there of no one cares is is down to a t it it, it was really surprising because it's got to be the easiest way to um have an online presence is google the number
2: one website in new zealand right yeah. And as being ignored and people mm. are leaving all their negative reviews. And look, let's be honest, like tenants are gonna leave bad reviews because they're not happy, yeah. didn't get their bond, like whatever whatever reason. They're the type of like negative negative reviews. But if you don't respond to them, I believe them. And if you've got like ten one star reviews and you're not replying to any of them, I'm gonna kinda of believe they're like, Yeah, you're not proactive. You probably don't return the phone calls, you probably don't do anything, and you're probably they're probably right. So, like, it's not great, Darren. There are so many simple things that people could be doing with their online, with their Google, with their all
0: that. So let's just go back a few weeks ago when we spoke to our client that wanted this Auckland report. Um, his ratings weren't the best on Google, but what did you ask him to do? Um, and now today we saw a vast. Well, all the steps that this person did.
2: All right, we're not going to give the secret source away, right? Like, if you want to know what what we did. Contact us, we'll go through it with you. But we, we gave some simple steps, totally changed that around. Their trust factor is totally different from when we spoke um, weeks ago. They put in some positive steps and bang, it is like it's. they're in the space they should be. They're swimming in the pool that they should be swimming in. They're out of the kiddie pool now. Wow.
0: That, that's really, really good. So, so overall though, what were some of the typical ratings that you saw over the offices in Auckland? What was the, the Google rating? Now, why is Google rating so important, Michael? It's why, the first thing people are seeing.
2: About? It's the first thing people are seeing when they type in, I want to find a property management company.
0: Wow. The first the, thing they, the they would Google see. it is putting yep. that up in people's faces, right? On search. It's They're totally. highlighting it
2: it's highlight and like they do it really clearly. It's like if there's five stars and you've only got two, only two of them are highlighted. Like it is visible.
0: So go, go, to, go Google maps everybody and go property management, Auckland, have a look at the agencies listed there and you'll see their rating is very, very clearly on show and people are judging agencies based on this stuff.
2: Straight away. So we noticed though, like I remember when we did the search weeks ago, they weren't coming up on the, on the search when we typed in, you know, the, the particulars we type in today. When we type it in, they were third on the list, just some doing some simple changes. Wow. So, like when people are uh, like lazy when they're looking for, they go into Google, they see like what's easy. If they if Google gives them three options and they're the best of those three options, what are they gonna do? They're gonna click
0: on them. Mm. All right, guys, let's turn to social media now. Facebook, Instagram, how, why are these things important? Um, why are they important now? But what did you find in the Auckland agencies?
2: Aaron, there is a massive disconnect between people that use social media in New Zealand and Auckland as opposed to the real estate agencies in, in Auckland. Because I know for a fact that people use social media in New Zealand and they're good at it. And they show us where they eat, they show us you know, the people they're meeting, they show us what they're doing. But the real estate agents, they're not doing it. Some corporates are like doing the social media for them. So one, I've got no idea about the actual office and the team of the local area. The corporates are doing it from a big location and like putting the content on there, which is terrible content. Um, but the people in the offices must know how to do social media. They must know how to do it because they do it for their personal life. I mean, there's a massive disconnect. And it's, it's bad. I mean, some people don't even have a YouTube channel. I know, I said it. They don't have a YouTube channel. So what does that mean?
0: Well, what, what that is, why is that so important, though? Some people go, well, who cares about YouTube? Why, that why? means they're
2: not doing video. So one, they're already not utilising the most used website in the New Zealand marketplace. And then two, they're also not using the second most dominant website in the New Zealand marketplace. And then you look at their social media, and that's awful. So they're also not using the third Largest website that's free to them in their marketplace. Three websites that everyone is on for free. They're not using.
0: All right. So Michael, let's just now pretend you yourself, Michael Sands, is now moving to Auckland, and you're going to start like an agency. Drop, drop yourself right into the middle of this marketplace. What are top three things that you'd be doing straight away?
2: Look, I, I touched on, I touched on on them at the start. Um, being local. Right, having local knowledge, being visible so people could see that I'm out and about and who I am and, and, and what I stand for, um, being human so people can see that I, I may have a brand or I may have my own independent agency, that people can see that I'm, I'm human. And uh, lastly, that um, I'm relatable,
1: mm.
2: right? So, the, I mean, there's the four things that I would harp
1: on in the Auckland market, relatable, real, real, real local. Real estate, sorry, you can go. So yeah, relatable, local, visible and human. Mm. real estate is about people mm. um yeah there's property involved but every single transaction there's people involved there has to be people involved and we you know real estate needs to be humanized a lot more taking photos of a house is not good enough these days it's not. you know um you know taking a photo of an office of a chair of a meeting room whatever the case is not enough these days people are wanting more you know, um, you know, life and society is certainly showing that in itself. You know, you used to be able to watch a movie, you watch a movie. Now people want to watch behind the scenes. They want to know what the actors are doing, where they're going for dinner. Um, they want to see the bad guy and the good guy talking behind the scenes when the movies aren't being cut. You know, and we need to bring that into real estate. People want to know where you hang, that you have kids, that you do follow football that you do eat at restaurants you know it's bringing that human element into it which is actually enforces trust into the client onto the 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 business Mm. you know a lot of the time people will call a particular brand i need to call xyz because they it's a trusted brand but the decision is based on the person they meet as well That BDM position has so much emphasis in it. If they don't like or trust that person, it doesn't matter how good the systems and procedures are within that office, that owner is going to say, stick you, I'm using someone else. That humanization is so important. So, so
0: yeah. I, I think as we wrap this up, we've got to wrap up this podcast now. I think there's no wonder that the, the client that we delivered this report to was licking his lips at the end of it saying, what we got out of the report is is that our competitors are in such disarray. That's exactly what they said. They use that word. And there's this, mm. they realise how easy it is now to what steps have got to be, be able to put in place through the report to to dominate.
2: 100%. percent There um our clients are going to get so much from the report. I mean, they've already like from the first initial um, the meeting that we had a few weeks ago. The things that they've already put into place they, and the they, major they differences. Did about six
0: things they did immediately, didn't they? That immediately,
2: was and then yeah. they've made and they made changes, visible changes to like to what they're doing. Mm. Um, you know, and and they were amazing, surprised. I mean, we were happy with their with their feedback. Mm. Like that was next level.
0: Guys, I just wanna leave with this word here. I had a conversation with a property manager in Auckland that called me and said, Darren, I've just been to an investor meeting and a leading investor came in and he said, hey, I just wanna say something to you property managers. And you guys leave too much on the table, you do too much for free. You are, you're professional agencies, you're managing hundreds of millions of dollars of other people's assets. You need to take what you do uh, a lot more seriously. And, um, yeah, uh, that, that, that's a, a message that, you know, we, we want for our Auckland people, you know, um, there's so much extra you can be doing, um, you know, so, so, um, easy for you to shine.
2: Mm. Simple things. And how much
1: do they cost? Mm. Next to nothing. Mm. Yeah, That's the thing. Yeah. I was talking to an agency yesterday, Darren, um, from Auckland, would you believe? <laughs> and, um, they were, um, you know, they've come to a couple of our training sessions that we've done and um, they just said they can't believe how much we give away when we do our training. And what they're doing now is um, they're actually doing that on their website, they're rebranding their whole website. They're doing what we do in the training, giving stuff away because it draws people in more. So they're filling their social media more, they're gonna be giving more tips away, running more information nights, um, and, and they're working on that same basis you know michael um you know through the report it, it kind of blows me away that people won't give their fees away um you know over the phone but one of them even said well oh, but you can go to our website because it's on there like they, they don't don't hold the information back be a market leader show them your stuff tell them your points of difference over the phone and, and you know and provide them with Um, you know, those plus one service points and points of differences to gain their trust and get in the door. The the
0: legislation also, the waves of legislation that's coming in, you know, about insulation, about healthy homes, you know, with the mould issues, the methamphetamine issues or whatever, you know, is coming in with legislation. Use that, people. Educate your owners on that, you know. 70% 70% or 60% of properties are self-managed by owners. If we're going to shrink that and increase the agent market, we have to be seen as the market experts, get really good on legislation, teaching that, show how complicated it's getting. It is getting very complicated for an owner to continue to self-manage. Keep on showing that and value. So I
2: was going to say too, guys, it's to um, cut in there. It's okay to give fees over the phone as long as you're able to kind of go through that process and say, Mr. Mr. Landlord, I'm more than happy to give you my fees over the phone today, but have you got 15 minutes that so we can go through and I can ask you some questions so I can understand exactly what you're looking for. And I can explain a little bit about more what we do to help you. And then I can go through our fees at the end. Yeah. Right. And if an owner doesn't want to know about your services and what you offer, then they're probably not the right um, client for you.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, well, we're done. So guys, let's wrap this up. Just want to say again, if you want to talk to us about how we can secret shop your competitors, just go to secret You'll also get a link in there that will take you to a. You can download a two page outline. Just fill in the form there. If you want to chat, you'll chat to Michael about it. Um, guys, Wow, I think we knocked it out of the park today. Great um, episode. A lot of learnings there um, from the Auckland market. I mean, we we love Auckland. We love New Zealand. We love love the business. We love love the agency, you know. But so a lot of good learnings today. So thanks, guys.
2: Thank you for
1: having us. Thank you for being here, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. And this is sponsored by Inspired Grove Training. All right, take care. Michael Sands.